the third day of the month. The Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John 1, verse 14. Christ is the image of the invisible God, and Him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. Colossians 1, verse 15. In Jesus, we find the clearest and most complete glimpse of the eternal God that we mortals are capable of experiencing. The church has always insisted that Jesus is far more than simply another good teacher of morals who ran afoul of conventional ideas and beliefs. Jesus is nothing less than God among us in human form. In Jesus, we see the extent to which God will go to proclaim reconciliation and to demonstrate a drastic reordering of life. This is what it means to say that Christ died and rose for us. Consider your response to God's work in Christ Jesus. Suppose Jesus had never lived. How would your ways of understanding God be different? How would your motivation for doing good be different? To what extent does gratitude for the gift of Christ in our midst fill you with joy? Opening Prayer Jesus, Savior and Sovereign, for our sakes you dwell among us in humility and patience, that we might know more fully on earth the ways of heaven. Willingly you allowed yourself to be given over to death at our hands. Triumphantly you conquered death for us and made us your friends rather than the slaves of sin. Drive from our hearts all ingratitude, all apathy or carelessness in following you. Into our hearts thus emptied, pour the fullness of your faithful witness that the world may behold in us some small sign of that eternal love which you have and hold within the Trinity and share most graciously with all who seek you. Amen. Psalm 89, verses 11 through 17. The heavens are yours, and also the earth. The earth and its fullness you founded. North and south you created. Tabor and Hermon shout for joy at your name. Mighty is your arm, strong is your hand. Your right hand is exalted. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loving devotion and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are those who know the joyful sound, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your presence. They rejoice in your name all day long, and in your righteousness they exult, for you are the glory of their strength, and by your favor our horn is exalted. From the book of Exodus, chapter 33, verses 1 through 23. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Depart, go up from here, you and the people whom you have brought up from the land of Egypt, to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to your descendants, I will give it. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in your midst, because you are an obstinate people, and I might destroy you on the way. When the people heard this sad word, they went into mourning, and none of them put on his ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, Say to the sons of Israel, You are an obstinate people. Should I go up in your midst for one moment, I would destroy you. Now therefore put off your ornaments from you, that I may know that I shall do with you. 
So the sons of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Horeb onward. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, a good distance from the camp, and he called it the tent of meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. And it came about, whenever Moses went out to the tent, that all the people would arise and stand, each at the entrance of his tent, and gaze after Moses until he entered the tent. Whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. When all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would arise and worship, each at the entrance of his tent. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, just as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses returned to the camp, his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up this people, but you yourself have not let me know whom you will send with me. Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now therefore, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways, that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence did not go with us, do not lead us up from here. For how then can it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not by your going with us so that we, I and your people, may be delighted and distinguished from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth? The Lord said to Moses, I'll also do this thing of which you have spoken, for you have found favor in my sight and have known you by name. Then Moses said, I pray you, show me your glory. And he said, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show compassion on whom I will show compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no man can see me and live. Then the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and you shall stand there on the rock, and it will come about, while my glory is passing by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take my hand away, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. For you yourself know, brethren, that our coming to you was not in vain. But after we had already suffered and been mistreated in Philippi, as you know, we had the boldness in our God to speak to you the gospel of God amid much opposition. For acceptation does not come from error or impurity or by way of deceit, But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who examines our hearts. For we never came with flattering speech, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed. God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, even though as apostles of Christ we might have asserted our authority. But we proved to be gentle among you, as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her own children, having so fond an affection for you. We were well pleased to import to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become very dear to us. For you recall, brethren, our labor and hardship, how working night and day so as not to be a burden to any of you, we proclaim to you the gospel of God, your witnesses, and so is God, 
how devoutly and uprightly and blamelessly we behave toward you believers, just as you know how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring each of you as a father would his own children, so that you would walk in a manner worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Wednesday's Prayer In the middle of this week, good Lord, assure me again of your presence in the midst of life. Renew my strength and determination to do your will on earth, even as it is done in heaven. Save me from self-contentment, from a vision that is too narrow. Enable me to reach beyond my parish into my community, beyond my community into every corner of your anguished world. Help me to see even beyond this world into the vast expanse of your universe, created as a sign of your extraordinary love and of your enduring power. This I ask through Christ, through whom all things were made, in whom all things hold together. Amen. Receive this benediction for Easter from the United Methodist Book of Worship. We are sent forth in the power of Christ's resurrection. Alleluia! The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.